0: Welcome my beauty partners to this global beauty tech master series. I'm Alice, the founder and the CEO of Perfect Corp. We are excited to bring you an inside look into the future of beauty tech and how it can benefit the digital transformation for brands. Perfect Corp is always pushing the envelope of beauty tech innovation and continues to deliver the most interactive and enriched beauty shopping experiences for brands, for retailers, and for beauty shoppers. Over the next three months, the Global Beauty Tech Master Series will dive into different aspects of beauty tech, from understanding the fundamentals of AI, AR, and machine learning, to diving into unique digital solutions and the successful brand case studies, to help you better understand the impact and the application of beauty tech solutions. We hope you will join us together with the notable beauty industry expert on this journey toward continued innovation and advancement to continue driving business and reimagining the consumer beauty shopping experience for the modern world. It is our pleasure to host you on this five part leadership series to help you excel as a beauty tech master. And propel your business through strategic digital first solutions. Step into the future of beauty innovation with me. Welcome to join the Global Beauty Tech Master Series.
1: Hi everyone. Thank you for joining us. Okay, this is Wang Liu, uh, Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Perfect Corp is uh, your host for today's Master Series. Thank you for joining our fifth episode of uh, Global Beauty Tech Forum Master Series. I I cannot believe it's already like the last episode, okay? But this episode is the last one of our five series program. In the past past four episodes, we have discussed the key technologies behind the beauty tech, such as uh, AR, augmented reality, AI, artificial intelligence, um, and then something like a face recognition, cloud computing. So we talk about, we also talk about the application of this technology in beauty industry, such as a, a virtual try-on, a foundation shade, shade matching, skin care diagnostic, and then the omni-channel deployment. So it's it's a lot of information. So if you miss any of this episode, I encourage you to go to our website, www.perfectcode.com and to uh, view this uh, recorded session. Okay, there are lots of great information. And today in our, uh, we call the season finale, the last episode, uh, we will switch the course a little bit. Uh, We are from brand perspective um, to consumer's perspective. We will have a deep look into the generation who use this technology the most, which is Gen Z. Okay, so we will share some of the insight and the trend. So you, as a brand, uh, you can have a better understanding of Gen Z. And then today we are very pleased to have uh, uh, Carolina Aguilar from snap Inc. and also Adam Game from Perfect Core. It's our own uh, USC mode. Okay, so welcome Carolina and then uh, Adam, welcome. Thank you, Wayne.
2: Thank you, excited to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you. So uh, just a quick introduction. So Kelena is the product marketing group lead for Snapchat's uh, camera and the developer product. Okay, So this actually is include uh, SNAP's uh, augmented reality for format, AR software, developer platform, and the visual search features. And then all this uh, immersed technology is under her Okay. She was part of the early team. They helped the Snapchat scale its a camera monetization product, and it's uh, passionate about helping a marketer, brand, and a partner find a very success of uh, Snapchat's industry-leading format. Okay. And prior to uh, leading the launch of Snap's uh, camera product, she was a leader in Snap's uh, measurement team, uh, which focused on the, uh, the thought leadership and then has uh, Held similar role at a several leading uh, management companies, including uh, Nielsen in the New York and uh, and the uh, London office. As uh, as I said, welcome, and then it's our pleasure to have uh, Carolina join us, and also Adam. Adam is uh, you probably already know him. He's our U.S. chief marketing officer, and uh, the. Adam is, uh, Adam is uh, very dedicated to the transformation of uh, how consumer content creator and the beauty brand uh, interact together. Okay, so uh, during his uh, role in the, our uh, beauty, the CMO, he actually uh, worked very closely with the brand and work with our uh, partner like agency and then also PR to have uh, all the, the consumer journey for beauty lovers, okay. Prior to perfect call Adam was the AVP of marketing at the L'Oreal USA and Adam also is a graduate from um, from Michigan University of Michigan and also has an MBA with honor from Bolton University where she he actually also teach as a, a job marketing professor uh in the university okay thank you um also thank you uh, Adam to join us okay so now without further ado let's have Adam Share the trend of Gen Z that we observe from the can app. Okay, please, Adam.
3: Thank you, Wayne. So, first, uh, because this entire session is really focusing in on Gen Z, um, which is kind of the youngest generation out there, I just thought I'd like to put a, a clear definition. So, this is really the generation that was born after um 1996 uh there uh is approx. they're approximately eight to 25 years uh of age um they're the largest subgroup and account for almost a third of the u.s population uh the generation is extremely influential so right now they're wielding over 143 billion dollars in spending power and the type of products that they're spending their money on tends to go, go towards eating out electronics, uh, beauty products, which is really important to us, uh, and clothing and accessories. It is also one of the most diverse subgroups within the United States. So 52% identify as non-Hispanic white compared to 61% of millennials. So it's definitely a very diverse generation. Um, And uh, I think everyone realizes this that this is the generation that was brought up Uh, With technology and social media so they really don't know a time period that existed before that Um, so 75% you know say that they receive most of their information on social media and 40% say their purchasing decisions are almost you know entirely influenced by social media so social media has a big impact on them Um, so right here I just kind of also because I'm not sure if everyone in the audience is familiar with this but uh, a lot of people know perfect core for our beauty tech solutions for our brand partners and clients, uh, but we're also, you know, the makers of the UCAM apps, which include UCAM Makeup and UCAM Perfect. Um, UCAM Makeup is, you know, one of the world's most downloaded uh, beauty apps out there. Um, our apps and our technology are trusted by over 250 brands globally. Um, we have, as I said, 850 million global downloads, uh, 600 million sessions per month, 45 million unique uh, users per month, and uh, the app you know, sits on a social media platform, but does allow you to try on a lot of uh, the products you know, virtually with augmented reality and artificial intelligence. And so you know, our technologies have over 170,000 SKUs available uh, for try-on. And it really, we say, lets you empower your beauty journey through discovering, trying, sharing, and buying. So I'm going to, you know, basically show you the trends that we see within our UCAM community, which are definitely beauty obsessed and definitely skew Gen Z and millennial. So the first thing um, that I think is, you know, important to, uh, you know, focus on is this idea that uh, the technology has to be intuitive. And there was actually a quote that I saw and the global cosmetic industry that I thought applied really well to this which is that technology for Gen Z is about being intuitive relevant and complementary to an in-store experience making things convenient and accessible and that's definitely the way that we think about technology um, at perfect so you know both um, uh, with the beauty tech solutions we give to our brand partners as well as you know within the app we try to keep this uh, in mind Um, and Really, there's this idea of engagement 360. So our technologies, you know, whether they're in-app or through the technology solutions that we provide, you know, kind of have four main uh, pillars right now. We're focused on AR virtual try-on. We're focused on machine learning and artificial intelligence, and using that artificial intelligence to do recommendation. Um, and then we also are really focused on this. A live stream video services. So this idea of one to one, one to many, sorry, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and one to one, which would be our VA consultation. So VA BA, BA, uh, augmented reality gives you kind of broader reach and beauty, um, artificial intelligence lets you go deeper and more personal. And of course, if you take all of this technology and you make it omnichannel and you deploy it to all consumer touch points, that's really gonna be a winning strategy uh, for this Gen Z community. The second trend um, that we've seen really clearly is this idea that Gen Z is more of a selective sharer uh, than other generations. Um, so, seventy percent of Gen Z, you know, take selfies. I'm sure it's probably even higher than that. Uh, and but they share forty percent fewer uh, selfies than um, their millennial generation. Um, and you know what I think is interesting about this is that you know millennials constitute the generation that likes to share things probably the most. Um, but then you have, in contrast, Gen Z kind of uh, being more selective because I think they've grown up in this environment. So they're just not sharing everything they that they put out there. The other thing is this trend for uh, co-creating. So Gen Z really prefers to co-create. Um, you know, if you bring this generation into the creative process, they're going to produce this high-quality, thumb-stopping uh, images that you know are great for for social, and um, UCam makeup. We've run recently two um, kind of contests, if you will. One we're calling the UCam Star. The other one was our Halloween contest. Both allowed our users to create their own uh, content, their own looks, and submit it to us. And then we were able to take our users' content and then you know create them into like the the filters that they could then share. So here's just an example of the amazing looks that got submitted for Halloween last year, um, because Halloween's in everyone's mind right now. Um, And then you can see our our winning look, and then we were able to to, bring that to life in the app. So lots of great content comes through co-creating with with this generation. The other thing, which I think kind of seems obvious at this point, is that this generation really embraces inclusivity and diversity. um. So the the inclusive visual culture is of the utmost importance to Gen Z and consumers, and many brands have embraced this multicultural and gender fluid individuals as their face of beauty. So James Charles, you know, um, is a spokesperson for CoverGirl. You have uh, Manny uh, for Maybelline, who's you know who does great uh, makeup looks. And then you know, within our community, we've definitely seen this trend, you know, carrying through as well. So we've done great collaborations with Frankie Grande. Yuri Casillo, um, Glamour by Hoseway. And then we recently uh, for uh, Gay Pride, you know, partnered with some of the stars from RuPaul's Drag Reese. And we worked with Gigi Good and Plastic Tierra uh, for a pride collaboration with Adas uh, Events. The fifth uh, trend, and I think this really came to height you know, this year, is uh, this idea that the generation really cares about social causes. So whether it's something that's on everyone's mind right now, like voting, we, we'll, we see that a lot in the app, or um, when COVID first kicked off in the US, we you know, put out this face mask challenge, which allowed users to both try on virtual face masks or create create their own face masks, um, or even the solidarity we saw behind Black Lives Matter. The thing that's interesting though, is because our community is really beauty focused, they'll take these social causes and they'll express it in, in a way that also amplifies beauty or their expression of beauty. And then the sixth trend, uh, which I do think is one of the more compelling trends out there, is this idea for the dominance of live stream that we've definitely seen uh, within uh, Perfect Core and, and You Can't Make Up. So, um, live casters are really important to build a really strong community. We've seen that. Um, we have our own group of live casters that do shows every single day in the app from one. Uh, p.m. to midnight, and Gen Z really loves uh, th- loves to see these how-to videos, discovering new brands through these influencers, and being entertained. Um, we find that they prefer to have these people like me or real people as influencers as opposed to traditional celebrities, and they're really watching uh, th- these makeup influencers who are compelling, down-to-earth, and authentic. But for, you know, kind of what I'm gonna call as like your uh, trend alert, the latest e-commerce live streaming trend that we see is this convergence of live stream with AR virtual try-on and purchase um, all in one service that creates a really high digital touch. Um, and that's been going on now for a, a bit of time within the You Can Makeup app. In these live shows, they're interactive. You know, There could be a shop button here or a button here that allows you to, to try and look uh, virtually. Um, and what's great now is this service is not just only within you can't make up, but AR live casting for web is a new innovative service that adds a unique, unique element and can be used um, on any brand website. So it can be taken out of our environment, but it's a really interactive uh, environment. Um, and then it really, as I mentioned earlier, lets you go wide and go deep. So you can use live casting, uh, what we say is one to many. Um, so that would be. Basically, like an influencer doing a makeup show that has interactive AR filters on them that go out to many, a large audience. It's a really effective mass promotion tool. And then it lets you um, also do something that we're calling Beauty Advisor one-on-one, which allows for these private consultations uh, where a user can contact a BA within the app. Um, and then the Beauty Advisor is able, just like you would do in real store, uh, with a real beauty advisor to apply the filters and the makeup looks and make those recommendations it's really great for personalization it's really really great to mimic that in-store uh, beauty consultation and it's perfect for things like uh, makeup and skincare consultations and the thing about the dominance of live stream is that we've definitely seen that our users are more active than ever before we've seen spikes in virtual try-on uh, increased users for the first-time use of this BA one-on-one service, and people spending more time watching live stream than ever like, as soon as the COVID uh, crisis, you know, hit and many people were on lockdown. So we just see that this is going to become stronger over time. Um, now I'm just going to quickly also do a little uh, analysis into sort of uh, kind of the big data. You know, one of the great things about our, about our app is that we're able to kind of Um, see uh, from a big data perspective, the trends that are emerging in the marketplace. Now we don't collect any individual's data, but we are able to see these big, uh, you know, macro trends. So for uh, Gen Z, you know, we recently put out our 2020 color trend report, and we saw that, you know, pink remains the most popular lip color across all countries and all ages. That's maybe not a surprise, but when you dig into the data, you start seeing variations in the shades that are important. And so Gen Z specifically really is attracted to things like cranberry pink, as opposed to millennials that maybe go more for the millennial pink, which is a a bit lighter. Um, Gen Z users are are more likely to experiment uh, with lipstick texture, trying metallic and holographic styles. Uh, Matte texture is the most preferred preferred for US Gen Z users. French Gen Z, for example, likes sheer and satin. And then prior to COVID, rip, red lip color triads had been, you know, on an upward trajectory. Um, and mean, it's interesting to see what will happen um, now that everyone's really focused on wearing masks. And we saw a little bit of this in our second trend report that came out, uh, which was, you know, basically showing that, uh, you know, with heightened global health concerns, we really saw an uptick in, in people trying on, uh, eye makeup virtually. So it was at a uh, 29.5% increase. And then on the right here, you see the different categories, you know, with things like eyeshadow having almost a 30% increase. So we're kind of calling this our new eyeshadow index. Um, everyone right now seems really focused on, on their eyes. But it's this data is, you know, important because it lets you analyze, it lets brands pivot and kind of adjust to these trends. Um, and there's just um, so much that can be learned by by sort of analyzing these macro big data trends. So with that said, I, um, I'm i gonna pass it all over to Carolina, who is gonna share a little bit from um, SNAP's perspective.
2: Awesome, thank you, Adam. Uh, super interesting. I think a lot of the things that you talked about, uh, we actually also see on our side. Um, So let me just share my screen and let me know when, you guys can see that sure cool um hey everyone uh so i am carolina i obviously i'm kind of at the snapchat team and we're really excited to talk about gen z's obviously this is our core kind of audience that we know so well uh, but there's been so many changes to their behaviors their values and what it might mean for brands and new technologies like augmented reality that you know hopefully we can dig into into this session Um, So, you know, the first thing to remember is that the reason why Gen Zs are so important is because they're actually already now outpacing the size of millennials. So they are kind of the largest generation that we're looking at right now. They're really important from a size perspective, but also from a spending perspective. Um, They are, you know, represent almost 1.2 trillion dollars in indirect kind of spending power and over you know, 300 billion in direct spending power. Uh, but the other thing that's really important about this cohort and why we really need to deeply understand them is because this is a critical time in people's lives where they're actually figuring out what are their preferences, uh, what brands do they like, what products they like, what are the things they like to do, what are the experiences they favor, kind of who, who are they? Um, and so this is such an interesting time in development um, of their kind of person, that it represents an interesting kind of period for brands um, and for kind of others to be able to kind of speak the right language in a way uh, that can help influence kind of who these people become and the experiences that they have. Um, Of course, you know, we feel excited to talk about this because, you know, again, we are kind of the core home for this Gen Z generation. Um, You know, we reach more than 90 percent of 13 to 24 year olds. um, And this is where they are. This is where they're spending all their time. And so we're excited uh, to kind of talk about some of the trends that we're seeing on the camera and augmented reality side as it relates to this generation. Uh, so the first thing that we often talk about is this kind of idea that the camera is the new keyboard. Um, and basically what we mean by that is that this generation kind of grew up with a camera in the palm of their hands. And so when you think about yourself, think about your comfort with the keyboard. Um, And then think about your comfort with the camera. Do you have a little bit of an apprehension when you open up the camera and you're like, oh God, double chin or you open up the camera and you're like, how do I look? You know, that little bit of friction, that little bit of tension that doesn't exist with this generation. They are so comfortable with the camera. It is their language. It's what they're using every single day. And so when we think about that, you have to think about this as the camera native generation, you have to really remember um, what that means for them. Um, And we see it on Snapchat, obviously over 4 billion snaps are created every single day with our camera. Um, And in fact, we're kind of the most used camera in the world. Um, And the way that we're at these numbers is not because Gen Z's like to just capture and save memories forever. It's because they're using the camera every day for things like just talking. The idea of talking with pictures, rather than kind of texting your friend, hey, be there in five minutes, this generation defaults towards using a camera to send a video or an image that they're on their way. It is a creative generation. It is an authentic generation, a generation that wants to show who they are. Um, They don't wanna hide behind the screen or even texting they want to feel like they're present and a part of that conversation and so using the camera becomes something that has really changed from using it maybe on the weekends or for special moments to all of a sudden being something that you're using the camera on a daily basis to just have conversations the second way they're using the camera is really for experiences This is a generation that really focuses on wanting to experience and be a part of things. And so the camera being the new keyboard is an important step where it's not just to talk to friends, um, but it's also for things like rather than seeing um, or reading about a gallery open or reading about an amazing place, being able to actually kind of have a more immersive experience uh, through the camera. And lastly, even very functional and utility experiences. Things like searching. Rather than typing in all of those numbers to answer your math problem, how do you start to just point at something and learn the answer and find the answer? And it's all of these shifts in behavior where the camera, again, is just a key part of how this generation is living their daily lives. When you think about what that means for businesses and brands, it means that brands have to understand this new vocabulary. They have to understand how to use the camera because the camera is the important part of how Gen Z's are living their daily life. It's where they're spending their time, but it's also what they value. It's also how they communicate. Um, And it's not just about reach, right? Why it's such an amazing opportunity for for brands is because it also allows you an incredible new vehicle for immersive storytelling um, and for driving your business results. And we see on average that kind of Entering and using camera experiences um, in addition to kind of the standard video content that a lot of brands are pushing out to talk about their products, that those types of activations are seeing a 2x higher effectiveness when it comes to things like awareness and brand lift. So, really, really powerful because for Gen Zs, this is their language. Now the second kind of core behavior with Gen Zs is that they really favor experiences over just observations. They want to be a part of the action. This is where augmented reality has been such an important and core behavior of this audience. They don't just want to watch and see, they want to do as well. And so, you know, from our perspective, we have over 180 million people interacting with augmented reality every single day. But it's not just kind of, a one-off or just a selfie that day. It's actually on average 30 times per day that they're interacting with augmented reality. And so this level of high volume really shows that especially for Gen Zs, the ability to kind of create content, the ability to even just be entertained, and even the ability to have these more utility experiences and informational experiences is something that's really important for them. For brands, this is especially true, right? We actually see that these this generation is no longer just saying, oh, that would be interesting. They're starting to expect AR experiences from brands and businesses. In fact, 89% of our audience is really interested in AR try-on experiences. This is what they want to see from brands. Um, and they're starting to kind of form more of an expectation than just a good to have. Especially right now, we're feeling that um, during this time period, I love this example um, from Cody that we partnered with. Um, They had several different brands that are activating these AR try-on experiences. This one in particular obviously allowing you to try on these different lipstick shades, but really you can see it based on the actual impact this drives for the brand when reaching this kind of Gen Z and millennial audience. On average, this campaign was achieving over 218 seconds of playtime, a 62% conversion rate, and actually drove 18% of the total sales that they observed in the time period following this campaign. Truly speaking to the fact that this is really an important vehicle for this generation especially to reach them, um, to allow them to really experience your products in advance. And it's more than just try on, it's also about storytelling. And so I love this example. This is a Snapchat original show uh, where they do illusion makeup. Um, And so every episode they do a different illusion makeup look. And as a part of the show, you can now actually swipe up after the end of the show and try on the experience yourself. And so AR, and especially AR for beauty, it doesn't all have to be just try on, although that should just be table stakes for the Gen Z generation, but also how you think about it as a tool for storytelling and immersing someone into an experience. Now, The next core trend that we also observe is that Gen Z's expect brands to give them useful advice. Um, they don't just want fun and games, they're actually looking for advice and information and this is especially true within CPG and the beauty space in particular. Um, 48% of this audience doesn't just want or would like to have advice, they're expecting useful advice from brands. Now you know, when you think about giving useful experiences, it's very easy to see why AR try-on is such a useful experience. You know, during this time, people are really separated from try-on in store. But even after this period is over, I think we'll see a kind of an, a big foundational change where kind of physical try-on in stores will forever always be a bit more limited. And so how do we think about being useful? How do we help people make decisions about beauty, which is such a Personal experience uh, for every person. Every shade of lipstick, you were all buying the same shade, but it looks slightly different on every single person based on their own skin tone and preferences. Um, now, we've seen over the past year an 85% increase in the volume of engagement per day with our AR experiences. Um, and so, you know, this time of year especially has really showed how important um, this is to be able to bring people these types of experiences and bring them especially useful experiences when it comes to beauty. Um, but it's more than just try-on, I think we always think about AR beauty try-on and we do see that that's really resonant, but it's more than that. How do you teach someone? How do you advise someone? Um, and this is something that you can see in the stats is really important for Gen Z's and whether or not they decide to engage with brands. They want to see that helpful content cutting through the clutter of so many products that are out there and figuring out what do you even do with them? And so I love this example from Too Faced Cosmetics. When you actually just point and visual search um, the eyeshadow palette, it automatically unlocks an experience where you see a video tutorial at the top, the palette in the middle, so it points out which shade they're using, and on the bottom is actually a live AR try-on for yourself, so you can follow along with that experience. This is about meeting the consumer wherever they are, whether that means that they've actually already purchased your product and they're sitting on their vanity table and they're figuring out, what do I do with it? What is the best way to kind of apply this? Whether they're at the store and they can no longer try on, but they want to use that to help inform their purchase, or actually whether or not they're not at the moment of purchase, but they're kind of just considering. These are types of experiences that really resonate with the Gen Z audience as they They look for these types of content and advice and information from beauty brands in particular. Um, Now, the next trend is really about influence. For this generation, close friends matter most. There are so many opinions out there online. Everyone has a perspective. Everyone might be trying to sell something or have a preference. How do you really trust what you're hearing? And so for Gen Zs in particular, being able to have an authentic and trusted voice that they believe in, they typically see their close friends as their number one influence on what products they end up buying. But this is actually a challenge for brands. You know, How do you become a brand or a product that's endorsed by your customers to their friends? Um, and that's I think what's a, such a unique opportunity with camera formats because they're actually made for sharing. Um, Now, 73% of Gen Z's would be interested in a brand if their friends were talking about it. We see this time and time again. Now, how do you create conversations? The beauty of AR again is that it's not just meant to be consumed. It's not just a video or an ad you put out there where kind of you're showing the product. You're allowing someone to experience and then be able to share that out with their friends. So the shareability that's built into this type of camera format is such a unique opportunity for brands to really be able to be endorsed by regular people who are doing that in a voice that's authentic because it's their own, you know, creating all these people to create content on your behalf. I love this example for Makeup Forever where after going through a tutorial experience It actually offered people kind of a coupon redemption um, and you could take that coupon redemption and go to Sephora or you could obviously also share this experience with friends. And what they saw is that this campaign drove a 74% higher visitor rate than they typically see with over 1,700 store visits against their target of about 1,000. It had a seven point increase in brand favorability and a seven point increase in purchase intent this generation cares about authenticity they care about what they can trust if you can tap into the most authentic voices the everyday consumer that are close friends it's really a powerful opportunity for really driving meaningful impact for for brands from the snapchat side you know what we've really been trying to do is how do we help brands and consumers find these experiences and engage with them Uh, We've launched kind of brand profiles, which is a beta right now where brands can save all of their try-on and AR experiences so that our users can search and find them and engage with them whenever they want. And then we've also made it really, really easy for brands to be able to promote these experiences directly with consumers as they're trying to get involved and in the middle of those kind of friendship conversations. Through our self-serve buying tools, brands today are actually spending as little as $5 a day to take their beauty try-on and pay directly for try-ons. When you spend those $5, you're not just spending on impressions and a feed, you're actually spending Uh, for direct try-ons of beauty makeup. And so it's a really powerful way that brands can take these experiences and really get them in front of a scaled number of consumers and those number of consumers can then go turn around and be advocates for them and their friends. Now the last kind of key trend, uh, which Adam talked about as well, is the importance of creativity and the importance of being a part of a very authentic community of people something again very, very important to the Gen Z generation. Now what we see is that three in four of Gen Z generations, they spend their time being creative. Um, that's how they spend their free time is just being creative, whether that is drawing um, or photography, they really care about creativity. And I think it's such a unique opportunity for brands to be able to allow people to express themselves even with their own products in something like augmented reality. And Snapchat is deemed kind of the number one tool for all Gen Z generations uh, for the best digital creative tools to engage with. Uh, One of the platforms that we're so excited to see such a high adoption with is our Lens Studio platform. Now, this is our software for developing AR experiences for Snapchat. We've had over 1.5 million AR experiences created through our Lens Studio platform. Um, And those communities of creators, people who are some of them professionals, some of them brands, many of them regular people who want to be creative. And so many of those experiences are face-focused experiences because they want to be a part of that engagement. And so it's been pretty incredible to see the adoption of not only consuming these experiences, but actually becoming creators themselves, giving this generation the tools to figure it out and be creative. And it's, it's pretty amazing to see that kind of huge surge of engagement that we've seen with AR. So those are really kind of the core trends. The camera is the new keyboard. If you care about Gen Zs, figure out how to leverage the camera. It's their language. Observation is not as kind of compelling as experience. How do you build experiences to meet them where they are? Um, Gen Zs are expecting you to give them useful and helpful content. Uh, Close friends really matter. How do you be part of that authentic recommendation that is hard today to be a part of? And the last one is, really think about giving tools for being creative. It's the most creative generation. If they had one word to describe themselves, they'd say creative. Uh, so how do you really think about that? How do you build experiences that allow them to express themselves? Um, so that's it. Kind of Those are the major trends from Snapchat, and I think we're gonna open it up now to a Q&A.
1: Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you, Karina and Adam for the sharing. That's uh, really, you know, it's a, it's a great information. It's lots of insight. So let's, um, let's just chat about some of the things. So first of all, you know, thank you. Of course, you know, you share lots of uh, great stuff and then the very exciting thing from Snap. And then can you tell us, I believe the audience will be curious about, what's it look like, like uh, working in such a fun company, Snap? And what's your role? We, we introduce you as a head of product. A development but it's a very like a big one so can you tell us more about yourself like a uh, the working in snap
2: yeah sure um snapchat's an extremely fun company to be a part of i'm very inspired every day by the amount of creativity i think at snapchat what's core to our dna is rather than solving problems by taking what everyone else has already built to solve problems and just making it a little bit better we actually really try to understand what is the core consumer problem and thinking about it in an entirely new way. And so I think you see some of the most creative products out there in the marketplace because we really believe in kind of approaching things differently. And so it's just such an awesome company uh, to get to work for and to work at, especially when it comes to augmented reality. Um, I specifically work on our strategy for how we kind of inform the way Way that we build our products but then really a lot of it is how do we bring them to market how do we drive adoption with users how do we bring the right tools to businesses creators developers so that they can build off of our platform um, but I'm just one person it's a huge team that works on so many of these products uh, so you know it, it takes a village and, and there's just some amazing people at snapchat that that work on these
1: yeah I guess uh, the culture actually reflects into your product so it's a fun and then there's culture actually that kind of like uh, communicate with uh, the, the audience. Okay, thank you. And then the second question I have, actually for both of you, I'll probably have uh, Carolina to, to answer first. So on the very high level, okay, so what do you think about the future of the social uh, look like uh, for the Gen Z? And then to give us some uh, prediction and this, uh, and also how should a company, uh, from company like a brand or a retailer perspective, how should they engage you with, uh, uh, with this consumer, this uh, Gen Z? So Karina first, please.
2: Yeah, look, I think Adam and I covered so many of the core trends here with Gen Z. I think you know, what's very, very critical is that they expect more. Uh, they don't want to just kind of see what's been out there before. They want brands that are also creative. They say that they're the most creative generation and they expect it, they expect innovation and they want innovation. Um, And they're the most camera native and digitally savvy generation there is. And so when you think about how do you meet those expectations, brands and retailers that are starting to invest in new technologies that help to answer that need for creativity and that need for innovation and helpfulness are ones that are starting to see a lot of success and adoption with that generation so whether that means changing the in-store experience so that it's really easy to find help around should i buy this product and try it on or even is this right for me Um, you know how do you lean into different types of technologies in order to be able to do that and satisfy these new opportunities and values and desires from the gen z kind of generation
3: Okay, yeah, thank you. So
1: Adam, please.
3: Sure, um, and Carolyn, I, I think you did touch a, a lot on this, but um, a couple of things that I see is that uh, for the evolution of social. So everybody is an influencer now. So it isn't that there's just these uh, micro influencers and micro and macro influencers. Everyone is, everyone is a content creator and you're just gonna see more of that. Um, I also think that the trends that you've seen in social you know, are, are gonna expand as you said as well into like the into the into the real world. So it's really interesting with Gen Z. I think a lot of them seem to be more comfortable on their mobile device than even interacting with the real person. Which is why I think when we were discussing before live stream that that becomes important because they might be more comfortable talking to a BA virtually or learning something from a live stream session when there's other other people from their peers sort of interacting and joining in then they might be just doing traditionally what they might have you know, done with a makeup artist in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a store before. So I think that that's a trend that you're going to see. I also think the introduction of everything being um, sort of seamless. So, again, Gen Z kind of expects everything. So they want to go from being entertained to being able to get a lot of knowledge and discovering new products and items to being able to purchase it. And I think that you're just going to see so socially get that much more seamlessly integrated that the AR will be there both to be entertaining and give them that information, but also let them have the confidence to, to purchase right away.
2: Totally. Okay, it's great. interesting, right? Like this generation is so used to the instant gratification of what's at their fingertips on their phone. They start to expect those things in the real world, too so when you think about our lives today we have this like digital life and identity on your phone and then the real world and where we really believe the future is going and where we really believe so much disruption is about to be had with retailers and businesses is in how we can actually bring those two things together how can we take how fast and speedy and immersive digital content is and actually allow it to be automatically discovered and found when in the physical world when you're at the corner of that aisle in the shopping store, whether you're looking at that product on your vanity, you should just as easily be able to find that information rather than having these two different kind of worlds to some extent. Um, We believe it's it's really powerful and it's important. And it's something that the Gen Z generation will help us shepherd because they're already comfortable with the camera, which will be the kind of hardware to some extent that'll allow us to see what's in front of you and connect it with digital content. So brands who are smart are brands who are understanding, this generation already gets the camera. How do I make sure that I'm making content that can be discovered through the camera? How do I start to make content that can appear in the camera? Because it's only proliferating so much on the phone today, but in the future with hardware and wearables, uh, which is definitely kind of gonna be an interesting trend to see with this generation who's already comfortable with the camera.
3: Yeah. And actually, I'm going to jump in with one, with one more thing, Wayne, because you mentioned it so many times and it's something that we had just discussed internally as well, is that, um, you know, the camera is important, but because this generation is expressing themselves through image, everyone was like wondering why did selfies become such a craze, even with millennials and then into Gen Z, it's because that's really how they express themselves. So, you know, how the, the way that someone's making their face or applying their makeup or applying their filter and then putting that image out, isn't just all about the like the the vanity of oh myself and my selfie, but it's the way that they're expressing themselves out to the world. So I think that expression is really you know very very important. Um, and then the other term that you know we at Perfect say a lot is digital. So there is that blending between the physical and the virtual and the digital world. So this idea of digital, and then as long as the technology, which is great, because both Snap and I think Perfect have are able to be really really accurate and precise then you're gonna be able to deliver that experience. But if you're not being precise and accurate with, with the delivery of the technology, then the Gen Z audience will immediately not have the confidence in that type of experience and they won't try it again. So yeah. you need the accuracy to build that confidence and then you'll have the Gen Z involved in, in that entire process.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's really spot on. It's, it's quite interesting if you think about Think about the rising of text messaging, right? Like think about how much it saved us in terms of convenience and time instead of having to call you. Now when someone calls you, you're like, oh God, what happened? Or you're pregnant, right? Like those are the only two options. If Everyone is just texting instead of calling. Um, but what happened? We actually lost a bit of like emotion. We lost about being human when we started to move away from person conversations to text-based conversations. And so we gained convenience, but we lost some really important values, like being able to be authentic or be emotional. Instead, some people just use caps when they're angry. That's different than actually like seeing someone's face. You lose that humanity behind what you're saying. And so this generation cares about that. That's why you've seen this huge evolution of, okay, text messaging grows because it's, more convenient and it's better, but it had bad things. So then you've seen us moved more towards visual communication. It started with emojis, right? The poop emoji says a lot, right? It says more than you just say poop. It's just more visceral, it's more visual. And then you started to see avatars and bitmojis for, for us, kind of, we, we really pioneered bitmoji um, and, and they're within the Snap family. Um, and then it goes straight to video because it's even more you. But think about the parallels with even beauty and e Right, going and being able to shop online, hugely convenient, right? I can now purchase at any time. Um, I I don't have to go to the store. If I'm in a smaller town, I don't have to actually have that storefront. If you're a small brand, I can get in front of people without having those big relationships with supply chains. But there's also been a trade-off. We increased convenience, but we also traded off being able to make sure that you feel like you're buying the right product. That you can trust that product that you can see that product and make sure it's what you want that consideration um, really affected consumers and so that's why you see things like very high return rates for online purchases and so how do we think about new technologies that help solve the challenges that came with the convenience of ecom you know augmented reality AI These are technologies that will really help us solve those challenges, um, even similar to how visual communication has started to solve the the challenge kind of born from our shift to text messaging. Um, And it's just this generation of Gen Z feels that more than ever.
1: That's great. So it's an amazing conversation. So I really like to have this conversation going on. However, due to the interest of the time, I think we will. Open up this opportunity to the audience. I believe, uh, well, the audience will have uh, lots of questions. So we probably have a time for two questions. So let's see. Okay. So I get the first question, which is uh, uh, for the Carolina. So basically, what the question is, um, Snap is doing well, very well recently. Congratulations. Yes. So. Uh, both from the financial perspective and also the user growth perspective, the audience question is, uh, what's the, the factor make uh, the, the, the growth for SNAP? Is there uh, anything related to the COVID? Okay, so that's, that's a question.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I think a lot of the social platforms and streaming platforms saw a bump, especially at the beginning of COVID, uh, where people had more time, they were at their house, they had less to do out in the physical world. And so, you know, we did see some kind of healthy growth and engagement that happened, especially at the start of COVID. I think by this point, uh, we're starting to see kind of some returns to, to normalcy, still some elevations, but as soon as some returns to normalcy, which I think is what we're really excited about with our our recent reports on earnings and engagement is that we feel really confident that this is actually kind of just the the normal trajectory we'll now see over the next year. Um, But with tools like augmented reality, I think that's where we did see some really enriching of core behaviors around AR having even more people engage with AR even though 75% of our audience already engage with AR every day uh, we're seeing those kind of numbers deepen further more of our new users kind of engaging with AR that anime AR experience that kind of went a bit viral uh, just a few months ago you know that had over 3 billion engagements and so you're kind of seeing these trends where Kind of putting the right content in front of people as they hope to express themselves or as they want to spend time. AR has definitely been kind of a bright spot for us to really accelerate the change towards AR being a daily habit as well as businesses really wanting to invest in AR as well uh, to try to meet this gap that currently exists.
1: Okay, good. Thank you. And I have a second question is about hardware. We see the iPhone Right. Apple just uh, announced uh, the new iPhone with all the amazing, like uh, you know, feature on the camera. So, as an uh, advance of the camera technology, how does that impact to uh, like snaps, uh, AR filter, um, or the camera? Because camera is a new people, both uh, like a positively or negative or nothing negative. So, you can can you just share with us?
2: Yeah, sure. Hardware is such an, uh, a like really fun topic that we we love to talk about. Um, we're really excited about Apple's investments. You know, we have a very close relationship with Apple, you know, recently we were a part of kind of their latest keynote, kind of announcing LIDAR, um, so really close relationship. But for us, we've believed that cameras are the new operating system. It's how we'll live our lives. It's will be always on all around us. Um, and so we've been investing in hardware in our own devices with spectacles for a long time and a big reason for that is because not because we necessarily believed that no one else is going to get into this space Um, or not necessarily because we believe we're definitely going to be the only kind of major player it was actually because we wanted to make sure we had hardware to start to experiment with if hardware and wearables are the future how do we make sure that we can start to build content for wearables and learn what works and what people want and what is the right consumer experience and so being able to invest in spectacles tying that to our ar platform has been amazing today our kind of hundreds of thousands of AR creators are already creating content for wearables by using Lens Studio, because you can actually build for spectacles in Lens Studio. So we're building content so that the moment Apple's hardware is out, the moment another device manufacturer has hardware out that's being adopted, we actually have content and experience being able to distribute these amazing AR experiences everywhere, not just within spectacles and not just within, you know, Snapchat's walls.
1: Okay So I guess we have a, just time for last question, so let me pick one for both of you. So basically that one is very uh, generic general, so ask about the trend, like a new thing in the community, social community. So from your perspective or from your company perspective, can you share anything with us what you see like a new trend or something new is uh, emerging? I uh, have a uh, Carolina first, please.
2: Yeah, I mean, for us. The the biggest like kind of shift we're starting to see is every day people starting to really lean into utility experiences um, in addition to more entertaining ones. And what I mean by that is people kind of think Snapchat, they think AR, they think vomiting rainbows and dancing hot dogs and all these silly fun things. And that's really where we started in order to get people to understand augmented reality. But the trends that we're seeing now is that with that existing behavior and comfort in the camera and using camera technology, we're seeing more and more consumers start to lean into these more utility, functional, helpful experiences in the camera, like try on, like e-commerce with AR, right? Shoppable AR experiences, like visual search. And so these are new kind of emerging behavior shifts that the industry have been trying for a long time but haven't really seen scaled adoption with and we are really starting to now see some meaningful scale uh, with these experiences because people are ready for it we have the foundational behavior there and so that's kind of the biggest trend is a trend towards utility and function
1: okay so adam so you i know you share some trend like in the ucam your live streaming one-on-one consultation what else do you see again in the future?
3: Yeah I mean I, I actually uh, uh, agree with with Carolina I th- I think that you know the the trend always needs to be towards solving consumer pain points um and it's it's really about not just having technology just for entertainment purpose if that's if that's there someone will try it once as a novelty and it will go away but when you really can figure out how to solve the pain point it's going to get integrated into their into their daily life use so you know again for me I just think it's going to be the rise of of ecom and ecom's role in social. I mean, I think everyone has already seen the rise of ecom during during COVID, you know, more than anything else, because everyone just automatically moved to shopping online. But n- now the the lines between social and e-commerce shopping are gonna are gonna blur, and I think people are gonna be able really to as soon as they see anything in social coming from anybody, uh, you know, be able to figure out how they can get that and purchase that right away and in a very efficient way.
1: Okay, thank you, Adam. Okay, so I guess uh, that's pretty much conclude today's uh, the, the, the webinar. And thanks again, Karina, for your join and uh, Adam. So let's uh, keep on AR, okay? So thanks, everyone. Thanks our um, audience. Bye, see you next time.
2: Thanks for tuning in to Perfect Corpse Global Beauty Tech Master Series Podcast Edition. Please join us next time for another exciting episode on the future of beauty tech innovation.